0: Welcome to Solo podcast and it's one of those episodes and it's one of those feelings where you know from your heart that it's going to be a long one. It is going to be a long one, fascinating one, inspiring one with a fascinating, inspiring guest, Aditya Varma. For those who are looking for some clickbait, he's the cinematographer of the famous Ritwish songs, Ligi, Sage, the famous Pratik song, Cold Mess, the cinematographer of Kias and Cosmos, cinematographer of Namdev Bhau. Did I get that right? Yes, absolutely correct. Right. And many, many, many uh, other wonderful works that whose list you can check out on IMDb. He has an IMDb page. Can you believe it? A, a guy from my hometown, from Tirupati, Andhra Pradesh, from my high school, one of my favorite seniors of all time from college to school right he's he's been one of my favorite seniors he didn't fall into this trap of nine to five and left and just chased his dreams and here he is and here's his story and we're going to talk a lot about it and uh, welcome anaya
1: <laughs> thank you man what a, <laughs> what an intro though thank you so much it's one of my favorite intros i don't think people spend so much time in giving and giving a, such a long intro but i'm so glad, man. You think, like, you think so many good things about me. Uh, but man, I'm very, very glad to see you. And it's been a long time for us. Like we were talking before starting this, that it's been like nine years for us. And firstly, I'm very excited to just talk to you and spend some time, because thanks to the lockdown, we got some time to spend and
0: talk. Mm-hmm. Just you, you 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 met me you met me at my house nine years ago in in Tirupati I was in my college young skinny guy and uh, I offered you a samosa and you didn't take it because you were on your fitness drive mantra what was going on back then just tell me about it just if you can briefly see
1: I I remember coming to your place in my mountain bike in my cycle if you remember with the helmet and everything yes I. I remember like vividly hitting some, I don't know, some 10 kilometers that day Mm. in the cycle. And then after that, I came to your place because we were trying to meet and stuff. Mm. And like I was, I even now, like I always like to be fit. And I always tell people like in any job or any kind of thing they do, fitness is the most important thing to keep your mind, to keep your physically to be on the job and like always be on the top and keep running and do stuff that you like, see, honestly, most of the times, uh, what stops you, even if you are like the most creative, most talented and most amazing artist, uh, laziness stops you like, like to actually be like your best. So I think I don't want that to ever come in between what I'm uh, doing. So I think it's always... Like, it's always great to just be fit and be running, man. And uh, this is something I'm, like, well-known for even in the industry that, like, I'm always on my toes. Like, when the shoot starts, from the time the shoot starts until the end, in the set, I am, like, the most hard-working guy that I can proudly say. So, I'm, like, like always you, running. and
0: You do editing, cinematographer photography right and i think you worked on monto as what still photographer and uh, yeah i
1: was a still photographer in monto,
0: yes right and creative artists are not exactly known for the fitness right so what where, where did that okay. come from for that, that that's my curiosity right there how time time should be a factor how do you manage time
1: uh, see again like for me in my job at least like when you're doing uh, especially this there's a lot of running involved and also My cameras are huge, right? And there is like really so much of weight I'm lifting. And at the same time, uh, my back, if I don't work out or if I don't like do like say Mm -hmm. some kind of uh, like say four or five days pre-workouts or like if I don't stretch and all that, my back gives up after three, four hours of shooting, your back just stops like working. Like you need to like push through the whole day. And that's with, even if you work out, even if you don't work out, that's like, any uh, scenario but like how long can you push how strong can you go there mm. actually like like that's that actually separates you from the rest of the pe- rest of the world man and also like all these romanticizing apart I love to look good man just generally because in a set where there are like 200 300 people looking up to you and like listening to your word like art directors gaffers light men like actors everyone has to look up to you and like and look at you and listen to you. Uh, I feel like there is a, like, there is a thing where you need to be presentable and like, at least give that posture of, Oh, okay. Like we can listen to this guy, <laughs> whatever mm. he's doing, you can at least listen to this guy. And you got to, me, you, that's
0: very you got to look the part to get the part. Huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to, because I know so many people who are doing great without like even looking uh, for the part, but like. Uh, I I actually believe in this thing where, you know, like uh, even if I don't look for the part, I want people to just like take me as an example. Like so many people come on my set, like they're like ACs and they're like photographers and cinematographers. Mm. They also need to have this kind of a discipline to like spend time on themselves, you know, like it's not always about working, man. It's always about like, like 360, right? Like you need to grow th- like in you know, you need to be happy all around, you know, right. And sometimes when you're not looking your best, no, like this happens with everyone, man, when you're not looking your best and when you're not like, like that pushes you down, that pulls you down a little. I think mm. that's also very important. But anyway, too much about looks, man. I, I've always yeah. been like, this. you know me, man, from the school. Uh, I, know, I, know, been, I know, I know, I know.
0: I mean, yeah, I remember, uh, first of all, one thing I remember from school is you were the tallest guy I've ever I've ever seen back then and you were so tall I remember you used to be on the drums and the drums were so low you were just you, ha- you your hands would literally yeah. hang like hangers you know to, to, to drum that yeah. thing you know what I mean I, I, I very clearly remember that picture of yours and <laughs> and yeah and from Kendri Vidyalaya Thirupati to Mumbai we'll talk all about that but of all your skills right editing cinematography photography how would you rank them what comes to you naturally is it modeling
1: <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. I think I'll be the worst model ever. Okay. Uh, but you did try, so think, it, right? You did try. Yeah, I tried everything and I did like for a, for the time being, I always was doing good in whatever I did. And this is what I always believe, right? Like I, like even tomorrow, if I don't cinematography, if I don't do photography, whatever I'll do, right, I'll try and give my everything to it. So mm. in that way, I think I'll probably do really well with whatever I do, man. This is something that, uh, Like, it's not self-boasting, but I can't do 20 things at once, right? Like, I, like -hmm. say, for example, if I am today doing cinematography, I am only focusing on cinematography. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, if I'm doing, say, gardening, or if I'm, like, I don't know, if I'm doing something else, like, say, traveling, I am focusing only on traveling. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I think, like, these are all the things that you've mentioned are some things that come very naturally to me. Like, I don't have to, like, like there is something that i don't stop myself like when i'm editing or when i'm shooting hmm. uh, also with the team i've created with the team uh, i've come across all these people they don't ever stop me from what my like natural instincts are and that's very important uh, as an artist where other people let you do your job uh, because there's do, so many people and they, how do you rank sorry. them
0: though how do you rank them in in terms so of- i
1: think uh, <laughs> if you have to rank uh,
0: Editing, cinematography, photography, still photography?
1: I don't know, man. I think, uh, (laughs) like I said, like, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't Mm. think I'll be able to answer this where I can just like rank like one particular thing. But Mm. on a given day, I can rank. Say, for example, if today, if you ask me, Mm. uh, (laughs) uh, probably I'm a good colorist, you know. (laughs) Mm. I'm a better colorist because I don't have any inspiration to shoot or I don't have any camera like I, I'm not carrying cameras or Mm-mm-mm. like today I'm a good colorist because my whole focus is to just like color grade what I'm doing right now so like that I'm uh, like intense about what I'm doing at the pa- at the time mm-hmm. but uh, like you guys have to rank it man like to be fair like you guys and knowing you uh, the kind of short films you used to make back in time and the kind of stuff you used to do you should be the one as a critic uh, <laughs> doing <laughs> doing uh and like giving me an like insight about myself and that will help
0: me as an artist to grow I don't know I don't know if I'm qualified to do that but I would really like to focus on cinematography right because I think of all the things let, let's be honest it is the toughest one I don't know if you can agree with this right throughout the history right filmmakers have their standard cinematographers there is a Jodi right like Christopher Nolan has Valley Fister. These days, Hoitavay and Hoitayma. Spielberg has Shanius. I don't know yes. his Jewish name. You you, and the director, Dargai. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Yeah, I know. you can Character call her right?
1: Dargai
0: Daria. Daria, yes. right? Yes. Yourself and Daria have become a Jodi uh, in itself... And you're the ones who shot, this Jodi is the ones who shot all those Ritvis uh, songs that I was talking about. All the Pratikur songs that I was talking about. And also she Nam made Deebha. the movie itself, right? Kia and Cosmos, yes. right? So, no, well, no, oh, Ramdev. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, Namdebhav. Uh, hmm. And how how did this collaboration uh, come together? When did you meet her? How do you think a director or a cinematographer pick themselves like that? How do they know this is the man or this is the woman? See, I'll be very
1: honest to you. When I first met her, I wasn't mm. even sure if I, if I would become a cinematographer mm. because I wasn't here actually for like uh, doing cinematography alone. Uh, mm. It was when I met her, and like a lot of things changed because she liked me as a cinematographer, mm. and she like she act- took me in the behind the scenes for the feature film that she, that she shot. There's a film called Tino Rada which she shot, which is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So she directed it and I did BTS for the film, like mm-hmm. behind the scenes for the film. Like when Daria was shooting, I just came to Bombay and I, I asked one of my friends that if I can uh, go like and like join any of the film crews or something where mm-hmm. I can like understand filmmaking and stuff. I did not know what I was going to do. I did not know what I would do because I was like still doing fashion photography back in Delhi. And then I just left Delhi, Hmm. came to Bombay. And uh, suddenly when I was in Bombay, I called one of my friends and she said, you know what, like there is this really cool team. Uh, They are actually making a feature film, but they're not looking for it. Like for someone in the direction team or anything, because initially I remember asking for getting into direction team. Hmm. Uh, So she said, but they want someone who can do BTS. But you're a fashion Mm. photographer and stuff. Do you think you can do that? I said, yeah, of course. I just want to be in a set in any which any form or shape. And I said, okay, let's do it. And then uh, we went. uh, So what happened? The first day I met Daria was uh, for a music video that she was doing for the music director Mm. who came from Ukraine. Uh, She was doing a music video for her. Uh, Like... In barter system where she would give the music for the film, but she'll have to shoot a music video for her. So we were doing a music video for her. And uh, I remember they were shooting with like absolutely no budget. They were shooting with like iPhone and stuff. And I... I, for shooting BTS of the music video, I took like a lot of equipment. I had equipment uh, back in Delhi. I took a lot of equipment. And then uh, Deer and Daria, they see, oh, okay, this guy has DSLR. Let's use his DSLR for the shoot. And then they used my cameras. And uh, I I had extra camera. I told the like, because I have another camera, should I shoot like some frames also that I like? Uh, like when I'm not around the D. He said, yeah, yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, kuch bhi karne do. Ye camera de now we are good with him. Mm-hmm. So, and then shooting, shooting, shooting. And then uh,
0: during the... The, the places uh, where a DSLR can get you, you know, even in my college, people <laughs> who own DSLRs in my college. Sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, so I think, see, that's something uh, because I worked hard before in Delhi and then I knew something and what happened was like, so uh, Deer, See, in all the combinations you mentioned, they're always DP and director. Mm. Nowhere we know this hidden gem of a producer or the creative director. Like they, those names, they never come out. And yeah. that is dear for us. And in our team, our main, our core strength is Deer. You know, mm. there are so many times I and Dar, we fall fall apart. We don't know what to do. We are like absolutely not ready to shoot. And then Deer is the one who actually brings us together and says, dude, both of you come here. You guys right. need to understand. We can do this. And then he's always like the producer. He's the owner of Jugar Motion. He's the start, like one who started Jugar Motion Pictures. His name is Deer Mamaya. So he, like in the middle of the shoot, I, he was asking me, do you know anyone who does editing and stuff? I said, uh, I do editing. If you want, I can help you. And then (laughs) Daria said, okay, you know what, come over tomorrow. We'll Mm. check both your footages and then we'll start editing the music video. And then I went to Daria's place. I remember going to her bandra house and then uh, we were editing and like I knew that my footage, I wanted to separate my footage from the main DP's footage. Mm. So I put all my footage separately in a folder. So it's called B cam and A cam. And we take one scene and Daria's like, okay, I like from the B, let's put B. Like She kept Mm -hmm. putting from the B and then she was like, dude, like we got some really sick shots in B. And then we go back and into the, like, there is this place called Whistling Woods, which is a huge, uh, like, it's like, it's like a film school in Bombay. But Daria used to uh, work there. So we used to go there in the studio and like work and stuff. And the big screen we were seeing. Dhiru was like, "Oh, you're sick, man. you got some insane stuff. Can you show some of your other videos and stuff? And then I showed him some time lapses and stuff that I've made before. It's like, Daria was like, dude, listen to me. I see so many cinematographers, but you have an eye. You have an eye. It's like, I don't know what to expect and what to see. And later I did BTS for the film, uh, Tino Radha, after that music video, where Daria and Dhiru really loved my stuff what I was shooting with the videos and photos and uh, like suddenly one day they just say, you know, you are shooting Namdeva after Mm. we had like a long lot of run after we went and yeah
0: and w- w- what is the homework that you do right for example uh, let's just take this uh, this this project of Ritviz's songs right for example you get sure. liggy you give you, you, what, what are the inputs that you get from what they want and what is the homework that you do as a cinematographer how do you choose your lighting how do you choose your framing do you do it beforehand how much of that comes uh, comes, comes to you intuitively on the set how much of it is just predetermined so what is your relationship with planning and, you know, do it on the spot and, and so on. Like, if you can take your experiences from the shooting of, you know, Ritav's songs as an example. for a start.
1: See, I'll tell you, uh, like, because, like, everything, whatever I learned is on the job, right? Like, I never mm. went to a film school. I never learned, like, everything was, either I assisted one fashion photographer mm. or, like, everything on the job I was understanding and doing whatever short films so or whatever I was doing. Everything I learned and, uh, like understood from the job, mm. right? Mm. So the most important thing that I learned after Nam Deva, because Nam Deva, everything was in such a way that we go to the location, mm. we do the reiki, and then we decide, oh, this shot will fit perfectly here. Let's just shoot here. And then next day, for the next day in the night, we'll go somewhere and then without even understanding exactly where the sun is coming from, how it is going to come. We create this world around it. And then we just say, oh, we're going to shoot. So Namdeva, mm. we had to do, like, we had, like, we had so much energy. We had, like, very small crew, like, seven people. Everyone only wanted to make, like, really amazing frames and, like, amazing film. So we had nothing but, like, in our heads just to, like, get a film that is golden, you know. Mm. And uh, in Namdeva, like, we didn't have any time for pre- Like, obviously, Dar and Deed they did a lot of pre-production before I got into the project. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I was busy shooting for a fashion film back in Delhi. And then during that time, they were like figuring out producers. They were figuring out like money and then they were figuring out what kind of frames we'll do and how we'll do and stuff. So they like Dar actually covered a lot of work in Namdeva for me. Uh, But when we went on the shoot, everything is like, like every day is a new day for us. Mm -hmm. We would like, we would shoot like 40 shots a day. And uh, like, we have to go from like one part of the Ladakh, one part of Ladakh to another part of Ladakh. And then mm. we used to plan only in our heads for the time and everything mm. that was still Namdebao. And uh, like what we learned from Namdebao and like succeeding ad films or like music videos that we shot was we need to do like proper planning and then we should put everything in paper. And we mm. are not going to disturb what we are going to do on the shots unless mm there is something that we really like and we can fight for it, you know? And Darya has to fight for it. I have to, Dira. Like even in Namdebao, we three were like fighting for what we like and what we thought was good and what we had to get. So like that and Namdeva passed. And then when we came to like understanding, like we are a team and what we are good at, and we started doing a lot of pre-production. So 80% mm. of our work now is done before even starting to shoot the first frame. Mm. So all of our work is almost done. We decide on color palettes, like as a cinematographer. Uh, I don't just actually sit with Deerandar, especially with Deerandar or Pranit now in Jugard motion pictures. So all these directors, I just don't sit as like, oh, okay, I'm a DP coming to the shoot, shooting and going. away. I'm not ever doing that. I always... Take myself as a filmmaker who understands editing, who understands how we need to light up or how we need to set up. See that, that is one thing that I am, I feel is a bit stronger. Is like, I understand emotions, like mm. as a cinematographer, a lot of people get into this like technicality, like mm. doing like so much of technical stuff. Uh, I feel, you know, sometimes if I, like, if I don't feel it on the set, I just like, like i i i always be honest even though mm. the frame is great and stuff i still remember for cold we had like 20 30 great shots shot on film in the night and stuff which we didn't ever like which never saw day of light wow uh, so i think it's just like uh, yeah man i think now uh, we have a proper structure where uh, as a cinematographer i'll tell you like what my process goes in is like i first listen to the first idea mm. and then we jam like more ideas like say for a music video, we say, oh, we'll shoot that we'll shoot this and then I come up with few references daria mm-hmm. comes up with few references the uh, the agency or the musician comes up with like what he has in his mind mm-hmm. he or she has in, his, in their mind and uh, we like bring all that together in the table and then we sit and jam like Deer brings in so much of ideas if you won't believe in Liggy like. Everything that's cool in there, it's all because of Deer and Dar. Because Deer Mm. comes up with like these ideas in every second, he can create one idea. And because we are not, we are not like, like, say, for example, it's like the most childish, really bad, amateurish idea, we still Mm. throw in the the table. And that is what I love about our team, where like, even if it's like the most stupid thing, we just say it, you know. And out of those comes like some of the genius stuff uh, that come out like where we shoot like say for example that uh, like there is this shot of like this bat looking at silver and turning it to like Mm -hmm. the vampire stuff. All that is coming from like Dhir just throwing some ideas and then like we execute it and we just say let's try it if it works out works out types. So like that and then once we get the idea uh, and everything sorted out I take two days to like figure out what kind of equipment I'm going to use what kind of focal length I'm going to use or what kind of like how the actors look and how the actor's profiles are, like what kind of focal length match for their, like good, like how to make them look good and look correct for the role. And uh, after that, I make like a proper color palette, which like which is like a PDF for each scene. I make like color mm. palette like this. To have uh, color, like to have like say art, art director or like costume and makeup, everyone in one page saying, oh, this kind of clothes I want, this kind of colors I want for art. So all that you create as a DP and then you send it to the thing and then you're always in seven, eight WhatsApp groups constantly, which prop is nice, which prop is not good, which is good, which is not bad. And then like one day before the shoot, we go and do tech recce to see mm. from where, what light is coming. Like say if there's a big window, the light's coming and the light. Uh, so we can set up like say that bed where we set up and then we think, oh, if we, if we recreate the same light for the whole day,
0: mm. then
1: we can have that kind of a thing. So it all depends on like what, uh, like everything, man, like from that point till shoot, like pre-lighting, we do like, like spiritually for one, like whole night before the shoot my gaffer and my light team, they start pre-lighting one day before, after the art is done. So like, uh, in the morning, if there are any changes before, like I always go on time, like at least like one hour, one hour before, at least I try sometimes I miss but uh, yeah, so I go and then I check the lighting and then if something is not right and if Daria doesn't like something, then we change and do stuff. But once we start rolling, it's like spiritually, <laughs> we're just like in one right. motion, the whole team you're just like... Like, uh,
0: do you surround that. yourself with like, kind of like storyboards or like rough sketches of how the frame would be or... or uh... See, that
1: is everything. Yeah, see, this is where I think... Uh, yeah, we have, like we, nowadays we do a lot of sketches. Like we have these great artists who are like constantly giving us storyboards mm. and then we have like sketches, uh, that coming, but mm. 80% of the time I don't see sketches only when I don't know what is going to work well. I mm. take a sketch and, see, oh, and then I visualize because 80% of the time I like, this is what they're also, uh, like they l- give me so much freedom for me to mm. express myself and how I see and, that's when, right, like this is a business of collaboration and that's what yeah. people understand now that you need to collaborate. It's not anymore this business of hierarchy where only HODs tell you what to do or only the director tells you what to do. It's, it's about getting all these brains together and putting together. But at the same time, right, like it's never like, oh, if there is something that we have created, it's just not coming only from me. It could be from like, say, someone who's doing a sketch or it's like, it could even be like, say, from the music, music band, they had mm. some references in their crate. So we're all like mostly upper collaboration, man. And which is like, right now is a, like, I just finished the shoot in Jaipur. Mm. Uh, like everything was in like sync, you know, like we were working with like completely new team. They're like so young, they have no clue what art direction and anything was. So we had to like people who put shamiana or like do all those wedding things so we had to set up one kind. so we used them to make what we wanted and it actually like the look of it actually came out really well Mm. so i think yeah man like we just uh like all the directors or like the producers or the people in the team know they're all very excited and we're all they're always like we're all young you know like i'm the oldest guy in the team you know can you believe it like I am the oldest and by a margin, you know,
0: looking like the youngest by a margin, but yeah, no,
1: by like Pranit, I just shot with. he's 26 years old, man. Like, Mm. I can't even believe he sat in a panel of, uh, he sat in the panel of Khans. He is one of the guys who represented India for Khans at the age of 26. And he's shot like, like four or five music videos. He's just pitched one like Netflix show and stuff. And he's produced multiple stuff. And he also directs. He also edits. Like all these people are like extremely talented and like really rounded people who understand filmmaking like as a whole. So that's something. And yeah, and now I'm actually uh, at this point of time, you know, I'm actually like very open for like doing new things. Like I just shot one travel video where Mm. I was... Uh, going with the riders like they're like India's Mm -mm. one of the top riders like bikers Mm. and we were traveling from Guwahati to Arunachal Pradesh and that was a great show that like the whole experience was something else we were going like crazy every day we had to wake up like at Mm. 4 a.m and then sleep at 12 in the night so it was quite tiring at the same time that climate everything was so cold right so yeah man it's quite testing but it's it's something that I wanted after uh, after the uh, lockdown like mm. for me to like know that I'm still like I'm able you're still, to do game. Stuff you're still, still game
0: you're yeah. yeah. still game yeah yeah. tell me that. something what defines a good cinematography right like for example if I make you sit in a panel of Oscar uh, awards right how would you decide the best cinematography award right what 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 is it to you what what is the deal what are the deal breakers for, for you in terms of judging wh- what is a good piece of cinematographic work
1: and I'll be very honest you. I'm very bad with like seeing others work. I am okay. so judgmental with my stuff. I'm so self-critical. I can't even explain like mm. as of now, I don't think I've done like even 10% that I could do, you know, like I can, I can mm. do so much better in life and I can do so much better in mm. my cinematography. There's so many things and factors that like still are not coming together for me to be as good as I can be.
0: Mm -hmm. when I
1: see others work right I cannot absolutely judge others work but Mm -hmm. say for example for me at least in my opinion if I have to like tell myself like what is good cinematography because Mm -hmm. I'll be be very honest man like now with the kind of equipments we have with the kind of lights we have with the kind of actors who are constantly like taking care of their looks who are Mm -hmm. constantly working on like their good angles bad angles and stuff it's very hard to make bad looking footage you know mm. I'll be very honest with you like the kind of equipment the kind of technology we have and the kind of like understanding of like like all the techniques like everyone has ev- everything like all everyone has knowledge of everything like everybody knows everything in the dust. so it's really hard to make bad stuff unless you are like really cringy person and you have like a bad taste and stuff mm. but For me, good cinematography is like, see, that's what you see all Oscar nominated, nominated films, all of them look so good. That is one Mm. thing in common. You see every film, it looks really good, but this is where so many people get lost in the sense that like, they want to make it look good, look good, look good and do new stuff. But they forget that like the films, like, like, like films like Fargo and all, they look so great, but the but the soul of the film is not looking good. It's because mm. it, the setup and it's because of the story. It's because of like the, like everything uh, comes together so perfectly, right? Like, it's a great blend. If you see uh, like, if you see some of like basic films, man, I'll tell you films. like. What, what were, what were some, your
0: favorite works? Like what would just, if you can give an example, what really uh, influenced you?
1: let's <laughs> like, see, I'll tell you honestly, hmm. you have watched like 95 to 96% more movies than I would have ever watched because I don't watch too many films. This is okay. something that you need to know. Like I hmm. don't watch too many films, but like, or or tell
0: me the names of your favorite cinematographers, for example, who have in- influenced you, India, abroad, you name it. <laughs>
1: That's that's what like like I'm saying like I I like a lot of them but like say we've we've grown up like see when I was young I wasn't like in too much like I wasn't like I wasn't watching too many English films as such you know mm. so yeah. for me the beginning was all Mani Ratnam's films with like Santosh Sivan or like people like doing those like amazing wide angle shots and stuff and I always used to think like he's telling a story. Like using colors, he's telling mm. a story using frames. He's telling so with Mani Ratnam, I always like like because he's like he's around, like I felt you know like he's a all round filmmaker in the sense that he takes care of sound so well, he takes care of uh, like visuals so well. Mm. So I used to like Santosh Sivan or people like that a lot. Uh, like also there are a lot of people. I'm so bad with names, man. And
0: right, right, right.
1: So like someone like like
0: uh i don't know did do, you, have, uh, do, do you do you ever get a chance to watch uh, the films that come out of kerala for example i think they are wonderfully yeah, shot yeah they yes. are
1: outstanding so yeah. my like see i'll be very honest to you the like i said the minimum number of films that i watch like mm. they all come from like either kerala like a malayalam film or like like say i'll watch something like which is Completely not so commercial. Like I, mm. I watch a lot of indie films. Like I'll tell you, uh, if you know Reema Das, I mm. watched both of her films. They are genius. Like Village Rock Stars, or like mm. uh, there's, one more f- there's one more film called uh, uh, Bulbul Can Sing. So right. all these films, right? She shot it. She wrote it. She did everything. She did editing. She did every single thing on the film. Mm. But if you watch those films, it's on Netflix. Like you, you know... That emotion is filmmaking, man, like that Mm. emotion of like, and also what Rima does great is like, uh, she imbibes our social like uh, status, like uh, right now, whatever the social, uh, what do you call it? The current status of the country or the current uh, status of the place, Mm. she imbibes it so well and so subtly, right? Like she doesn't do it like, okay, in your face, let me show Mm. you like what's Mm. happening here. It's all coming, like, in a part and parcel of the, like, the location itself, or the place itself, and it's, it's a life, man, like, that kind of filmmaking is amazing, like, I all quite right. dig, like, and also, like, say, for example, uh, we, and we saw, like, two, three amazing films, and they're, like, absolutely, like, so underdog, all of them are, like, film festival films, mm-hmm. but they, like, they don't get, like, too much of, like, uh, like, what do you call it, like, too much of uh, attention or anything. Right, but right. I love uh, those films, man. These are, And especially Malayalam film. Like I think Malayalam like, film I, industry is the most sought out because they take care of story so perfectly. Like they understood, man. Like the soul of anything is about story and like mm-hmm. how you narrate
0: it. And, and and I may I suggest you uh, watch. I don't know. You must have watched it. Lijo Lijo Josyepoli series movies, right? Jallikattu. Um, Jallikattu. So
1: of course. Yeah, Jallikattu. So, yeah, so, uh, Angamali so Diary. I don't remember any of the names. Right, like right, movie, right. You ask me. I don't remember. I have seen all the films. What you are saying. And have have know, you have like,
0: you seen that trailer of Churuli? By any chance no, no. Lijo, oh no, no. oh that, that guy that guy is just mad he his the yeah. atmosphere in his movies the sound the, the image it's just he's mad but tell me something wh- what is your style what is your signature right for example wh- what can we look for in an aditya varmas's short video or a film and and immediately tell it tell that, okay, yep, this is Aditya Bama's work, right? Everyone has their own stamp, right? For example, like, you know, uh, Spielberg's cinematographer, Janus, right? So when you look at his work, what are the standard things in his movie? Lot of glaze, lot of haze, lot of glaze, lots of backlight, right? Very bright backlight and so on, right? These are his signature kind of uh, um, clues, right? What is your signature uh, uh, clues that we're looking for in your work whenever we watch your work?
1: (laughs) man i haven't done much of work as like as of now i feel you know like i've just started like mm. shooting i've just started making mm. stuff mm. so i'm still like trying to find my own language in like mm. filmmaking i'm still trying to find out like what is my uh, signature style or whatever mm. but i also try and always try and be like away from you know uh, like being stereotypical in like saying, oh, okay, this is my style. I'm going to stick to it. I'm only going to do this for like all the projects. Hmm. So that's something that I don't think uh, in this era, especially like people like me at this point who are budding right now, they can't be so rigid. And I know a few cinematographers who are like that and they don't like, this is something that we need to understand at this point, at least you need to explore and you need to keep exploring and you need to keep doing new stuff Otherwise right. you will like at least at this era man because there is so much content being made all the people you have mentioned right yeah. they're all great right like they're all, they're all amazing but mm. they, they have a set of people who will go to watch their films and they've created right. this kind of an audience people will go and watch but for us we are too early for us to like say oh to be rigid and say oh this is my style I'm going to stick to it this is mm. my style but mm. something I always strive for and like this is my forever not now right like this will be my forever goal is to like have a great blend of like technically sound frame Mm. uh, with like perfect lighting for the situation like say for example if you're on the 43rd page of the script and like third line fourth line of the script Mm. it needs to fit perfect only for that and Mm. it has to do nothing about like how good it is lit how well Mm. it is lit it is Mm. it has to do nothing about what a great frame what great colors. It has to be a perfect blend, man. And that will be my only goal from now on. Okay, so for mm. this, I want to like come fresh and say, because see, this is also for me, like say for example, why I'm seeing this, right? Like at this point.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, keep, keep keep talking. No problem.
1: So at this point, like why uh, I say this, right? Like, uh, because I know, mm. man, like I have, I have not come from like, say something like a film school where I, like I can be rigid and say, Oh, I know this technique I'm going to use it and it is going to work in everything Right. because I have to go to every project like, Oh, this is my first project and I need to do it like, like spiritually and spend all my energy into just making that particular film. Mm. And that's what I do, man. I never, never do two, three things at once. If I'm Mm -mm. shooting a music video also, it's, only that i'm shooting
0: right and 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 do you try to uh, add meaning to your framing or lighting or color palette and so on like for for example if i take a look at this particular uh, thumbnail here of cold mess right so what does that frame indicate Uh, does that frame indicate that you know the relationship of these two characters are like kind of cornered in their own mind is that also
1: a space yes like the kind of Like no matter how close they both are, right? Mm. This is what like, see, of course, man, of course, as a cinematographer, in your head, you have to keep thinking and framing for the mood of it, right? Like Mm. if that frame, if I actually like frame perfectly, like a two shot, it wouldn't have made any sense or like it wouldn't have been epic. Like, right. Mm. It wouldn't have been like, uh, it wouldn't have been like, Mm. what do you call it? Like iconic. It is iconic because, it has like I had thought in my mind, and I framed it in such a way, right? right? And also, there's so much in that frame, in that frame alone. I can like post-read it, right? Like I can mm. read it like a script and say, oh, "Okay, this, this is." But at the time when we were shooting, we literally had like say seven minutes to take that shot, mm. and there in middle of like Bombay, like like really like messy Bombay, where gym mm. is like quite known. Everybody would like just mm. come and come to gym and be like. Like cover him up and stuff. So mm. we wouldn't have shot after like seven minutes. Mm. So we had to do it really quick. So I had to take one of my assistants, frame them and see, oh how will I frame? How will I do? And it's a film camera. Mm. And there's so many things that that goes internally, right? And right. that's why you need to always keep your mind uh like for the job, man. Like if I have everything, if I'm thinking only about the job and if I am living for the job, mm. I can give everything to it and in the like internally and subconscious level like there's so many things you'll do without even knowing and mm. later you go you can you can go like there'll be 100 people who can describe 100 things about the frame maybe right. 100 people who will say oh, this is because of this but mm. my thing is when i am shooting what i was thinking was much more internal than how filmmakers make it to be like oh i thought about it oh i mm. knew exactly what mm. i was gonna do and i knew and this is so much of romanticizing, right? Like because Mm. every art form like only survives because of romanticizing. If you think of it, any film, like say, for example, uh, if if, like all the stories, right, they're all so cheesy. If someone says, oh, like whatever, they come and narrate a story. If they don't romanticize it or if they don't feel it right, it's impossible to make any story, Mm. anything. So as artists and filmmakers, we need to, romanticize, fantasize and like accept. Like sometimes you listen to like the most stupidest love story and you're Mm. like, what the hell is happening? But you need to be like, like you need to be at that level where you need to understand. Yeah. We need Mm. to romanticize to a level. That's when we can create art. Otherwise that's why being empathetic is the key man for whatever Uh, job you're doing Mm. like you can be cinematographer you can be art director you can be costume you need to be so empathetic uh, for the like for the script and understand Mm. what you're doing man
0: and, exactly. and 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 uh, is, is that is that your happiest moment when people recognize the little details the little nuances yes. that you're trying to do right yes. for example, Man, for, example I this... for example right I, yes. I just i see your choices of color right because you know if the characters are in some sort of a conflict you use some gloomy color palette if they're happy you, use, you make it bright if they are not sure you make it green you know all these little minute details so how often do those details get attention in your work
1: Again, I think it's coming together subconsciously, you know, like mm. so many people like, like say Sage, or like so many people like, like, uh, uh cold mess, but they don't know, like, internally, how much we put in, like, what clothes Jim will be wearing where, yeah. because, uh, like, you wouldn't believe like I was doing costumes also for like cold mess, like I was doing, mm. like clothes also, I, I went to Jim's place and picked all the clothes that I wanted for what seems. And then I went to Zoya's place and picked up all the clothes and I was constantly doing like most of the stuff. And also I did color grading. I did editing for the things. So yeah. it's like, so it's like, I am constantly working in developing like to these, like these two people. And it's exactly what Daria had in her mind also, right? Like Daria is like, like, you will not believe, man. Like, everything, what I'm saying, no, it comes out like I am doing it. It's mm. me- basically Darya is making me do stuff and Deer mm. is making me do stuff. So this is where, like, the collaboration, the power of collaboration comes, man. Mm. And I think these minute things, no. I don't mind if people don't point out at me and say, oh, you did that great or anything. Like, mm-hmm. rather, I would like, like, overall feeling. If you see, like, Malayalam films and all, like, the amount of grace they use, the amount of earthy tones they use, how much they add to the environment where they are is just phenomenal, man. It's just like insane. And they don't like, they don't light up, like put too much light. They're never doing like, okay, let's get all the light in the world and put it on the actors. They make it like, they make sure that the texture is not lost. And you never go back and say, like, you don't go watch a film and say, oh, I love that film. But instead you should just say, man, what a film you know. Mm, mm. And I think some people definitely pick it up, like uh, like say some critics, they definitely come up and like they try to break it down and do it. And in some interviews, I just spill it out and tell people like this is what we did and stuff. Right. Uh, but I really don't mind keeping it like as internal as possible and just like yeah, I mean, what, the what, what and
0: what's the fun in revealing the magic trick? Just let magic be magic.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And eighty percent of the time, I still remember like for some projects, I just send the color palette mm. and. They are just saying yes, but they don't know what is the significance and why have you chosen that for what. So I let it be like that also. Like some people in the team also don't know why we are doing this. They just Mm. tell the, so that's like, sometimes we don't even like talk. Like most of the times uh, Daria doesn't even come check frame. She just like, she's just like focusing on the acting and Mm. those other parts and stuff. Yeah.
0: Right. Can, can you talk about Sage? Because the challenge is like, you know, filming a very, very tall guy and a short girl and how, how much planning... Did you did you modify the set itself to, you know, to, to fit your requirements or what was what was that like?
1: See, I'll tell you, Sage, like whatever problems you thought I was facing, we were mm. facing 10,000 million other problems. We had to make mm. our office the set, Mm-mm-mm-mm. literally. And then, and then, like all the... Like, like the lucky thing was the casting was on point, right? Like mm. the guy is actually that tall. Like he's huge, you know? Mm. And for me, like no matter what, what we were doing, right? Like the set, what we created, mm. it was so easy for us because this guy already created like made everything look so small. He mm. made everything look absolutely what they were like, literally mm. that's, I think the whole soul of the film also, right? Like it lit our, we saw the office we were like, see because we did not have budgets for like mm-hmm. like huge places where we could go and all because that was our second music video where now we can ask for what we want and then we can get stuff right mm-hmm. That was our first breakthrough also like second breakthrough, one of the because by then I don't think uh like Mess also was caught up I don't know mm-hmm. what the scene was, so we're still like that kind of a production house where we were doing Jugad, Like literally we are right. doing Jugad at everything. Right. So we took our office and we saw the ceiling and Daria was like, let's just do it here. And then we started painting green walls. We started painting yellow in one room. And then it's literally, we started shooting stuff. And then we went out and we found out other clubs and where all we can shoot. And then the theater and all that. Mm. So for us, luck like the luck was Aisha. One, she was quite short
0: mm. and him,
1: he was quite tall. But for me, the study was to how to show that difference of like tall and short. Mm -hmm. And that was like, like using like really wide angle lenses and then like trying to like distort the difference between them more and more so that they look actually quite different physically, but not like, like in the emotional sense right
0: and yeah. and you, you you being a fashion uh, photographer and then most of your cinematography work is usually indoors right so namdev bhau must have been a complete change right in terms of your imagination your your your, your it must have been a challenge for you to like frame like these huge ladakh landscapes and and so on right so for me like namdev bhau it just it gives me it's like a mix of the movie of court It has that court feel to it. It has a bit of lunchbox feel to it. And then it has a feel of the movie up, which is, actually an animation movie but the character of that old guy she with the young first, guy one
1: of her major references also
0: right like and in- yeah, yeah it's just this mix of uh uh references in that movie and and for you it obviously it has it must have been a complete 180 degree if if, there, if that's a safe thing to say in terms of your uh, uh your uh, record of work and what you had to do for namdevbha
1: See, actually not, you know, I'll tell you see for Namdevao, uh, we were supposed to shoot in Spiti Valley. One of mm. our LPs already did a uh, complete like breakdown of where we'll shoot, how we'll shoot, like this is where we'll eat, this is where we'll uh, stay and stuff. So he's mm. done everything and then I go to Ladakh to do my fashion film like project that I was doing mm. and then I see Ladakh and then we're traveling, okay, we're doing rekhi and then I go like to like say 10, 15 kilometers away and I see this Mm. beautiful lake and then I go another 10 kilometers and I see like these huge black mountains, like huge hills and everything. And then I go a little ahead. I see Hundar Sands, which is like white sands. And I was like, this would be a perfect setup because if you go to Spiti, it will be like one tone, like single tone place. Okay. You'll get that kind of a feel where, oh, it's an indie project. You know Mm. that there are suffering and trying to go to this silent rally and stuff but then i knew it would be much more easier for me to create that kind of like magnum magnum opus like image with like different like because it's a travel film right you want to create the different kinds of things while they're passing from one place to another Mm -hmm. and then it also gave me a lot of flexibility in terms of like like where i could shoot what like say we went to choose the Monastery, we had like seven options for monasteries, so mm. like for us it was easy. But in Spiti, we were stuck with like one monastery. So all that I, I went there and I called my team and I said, like, guys, let's do in Ladakh. And then Daria was fully tripped out. She mm. was like, No chance you'll we'll do anything in and everybody's shot in Ladakh, everybody's shot in this. So it's all going to look like these Salman Khan films which have mm-hmm. been shot in Ladakh. And I said, <laughs> trust me, trust me, it's mm. not going to look like that. Trust me, and we are going to get, like, because there is a completely different side of Ladakh, nobody has captured, like, it's so subtle, people are so, like, like so mellow, you know, and mm. that's the side I wanted to also, like, get out of Ladakh, like, uh, coming to your question, you know, like, how, uh, like, for me, like, even if you see my old fashion works or whatever, mm. No, mm. I always used to prefer shooting outdoor, so mm. I, uh, because, I'll tell you, I'll be very honest, I love shooting in uh, sunlight like nature light hmm. like even if I'm shooting an indoor shoot I always prefer to shoot with like window light hmm. so for me the magic always used to happen from sunlight Right. so I always loved shooting like like golden hour or like, like completely like early in the morning hmm. that kind of thing so I think Namdeva in a sense I also wanted to have some cushion because I didn't know much about lighting you know, mm-hmm. video lighting is completely different to like photogra- like photography, right? So it's not it's not like uh, it's not like oh we're just lighting up for one yeah. frame and then yeah. like they're gonna stay. Yeah. It's going to be a long Dynamic, frame. You need to yeah. move with the characters. There is there has to be some kind of mm-hmm. so for me, uh, like that was actually a great uh, start, you know, where I use natural light, which mm. I am good at. And also I knew if I do natural light, I know exactly what time I have to take them for what kind of a mood or what kind mm. of a setup. And I can actually create whatever mood with the, uh, with the available. And we literally had one skimmer throughout right. the shoot, only mm. one 8 by 8 skimmer. And that's all we had. And we shot everything on natural light 100%. I don't know.
0: Yeah, what, what, what will happen if someone throws at you a challenge of a single shot like, you know, like Alejandro Iniritu's shots or, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Alfonso Coron's kind of shots or even that opening shot of Gangs for Sipur, which is a freaking long shot, right? Like, what would be the struggle in shooting something like that? Do you have to like move the entire lighting equipment with you? Or how how, how does that work? Have you ever done anything like that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I think see uh, the kind of shot, like the music videos or like mm. this cold mess or everything that you're seeing, right? They, you're seeing one second of it, you know, I, we've shot one minute of a shot, right. we would have shot like, we would have shot like, like, seven, like, even like, uh, like Namdeva, we have tracking of like good eight to nine minutes because mm.
0: it's, yeah.
1: but like coming to your point, see, It's not about like, this is where pre-lighting you do. Like say, for example, Mm. in Liggy, right? Mm. We didn't change lighting at all. We set up lighting one day before and Mm. we set up every, the whole ceiling was filled with lights and then we set it up completely. So we Mm. had to move the actor, actress, wherever she was going. And then she was free to move. Mm. So we created it in such a way that it was three-dimensional, but at the same time, she was free to move. So, all these single shot films, what you're talking about, there are times when they do complete pre lighting. Like, say, mm. for example, this uh, in Birdman, say, like there is one complete, like, single shot where he's like walking. That's a complete pre lit location. Right. They have exactly. set everything and they have, they would have rehearsed it for like, I don't know, seven, eight days or whatever, mm. and then they would have shot. So, these are some things that, uh, that's like, I don't, think it's any more a challenge because in kian cosmos is where i was fighting it i mm. had like one of the best gaffers uh like how Namdeba was 100 percent natural lighting kian cosmos like 80 percent was like completely studio lighting and like All recreated right. light so that's something that we had to like face and then it literally comes down to this man no matter if you are if you're Uh, gone for like film school or you you didn't go for film school right it comes down to your taste like what you Mm. see on the camera do you think you like it then you have hundreds of people in your set to help you get your image you know Mm. like you go to your gaffer you go to your ac you tell him no i'm not liking it i want light from there i want this like you can you see because i didn't even know the names of lights right when i was Mm. shooting kia and cosmos so i learned in the in the job like i said on the job i had to like know oh wow. that's a that's a baby that's this that's that skimmer so everything i had to learn in the job so now i understand like what this light does what that light does
0: and from Kion Cosmos, you uh, sorry, from uh, Namdebhav you came down to Kion Cosmos, which 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 is where you're shooting in tight spaces. That must have been a massive change, right, in terms of your uh, thinking, right? And yes. and uh, and you yes. must yes. and whatever outdoor shots you shot, I think that, that that must have been in some harsh sunlight, right? Right in the middle of the afternoon or something like that, yes. right? Tell t- tell me about that and how did you go about that uh, particular film? Because I'm very envious with the fact that you worked with this actor. Right, who uh, who was in Patalok eventually, Swastika? Oh, yeah, right,
1: she's amazing. She's a great actor. I think she's only like we are actually planning to do another project together with the same director. Wow, let's hope uh, we do it well, amen. Uh, But it's it's going to be good, man. Like, I think uh, see uh, again, man, like how Namdeva was, like, one. Complete spiritual journey of like all mm. of us doing. Mm. Uh, even Kian Cosmos was a long period, man, because Kian Cosmos had a lot of budget issues, mm. a lot of problems of uh, shoot being like stalled completely for like good twenty days, thirty days. We are mm. in Kolkata doing nothing. We are just waiting for the shoot to restart. Wow. So uh, there were times we only used to think, man, like shoot, let the shoot just be over. You know, like yeah. let, let us just. Finish the shoot at least those
0: days come so yeah there
1: are times there are times where we like we like we knew man, like we had to like get things done, and then like no matter how much compromise we do we'll we'll try and get the like soul of the film as much as possible, mm. and that's something uh we kept intact, but at the same time, my director man he had full trust in me, he was completely like he's a crazy man mm. <laughs> like he like no matter what you throw at him no matter what problem you throw at him Mm. he'll still shoot he'll still come up with some kind of a solution to just like go at it and keep doing stuff uh but that's what man like like say for example uh the kind of journey that we had to go through right so many problems and everything uh we still today we feel like man it like it it got a release and it also did great in all mm. film festivals. It, like it went on Netflix. For us, that's like a great achievement. Like we can just like cherish for life, like for lives. So, yeah.
0: Right. Well, what, what, what was your most challenging uh, work in terms of photography, right? Like where, where you looked at the script and, and you went like, oh, how am I going to do this? Right. Or you're always like, yep, let's see how we can do this. What was the most challenging work in terms of like which, which really gave every you every job I'll mm. be
1: very honest to you I uh, like for me every job is so challenging like mm. I said because I don't know uh, like I don't know uh, even today right like mm. tomorrow even if I have to shoot like a small documentary thing mm-hmm. I will still be like nervous till the moment I shoot, you know, because I have to figure out step by step, step by step, building art, building costume, building, uh, getting actors right and then getting shots right and everything building in the paper, on the paper and then go Mm. there and shoot. So for me, every shoot is like, initially me and Dar, we are just tripping all the time. Like, Mm. we are like, We don't even talk. We're just like in the car. We're just like, don't know what to do. How will we do? We have no clue. But when we go there and we start like shooting and then we figure out step by step, step by step, but most challenging as of now was, uh, (laughs) Kian Cosmos, I should say, because like I said, man, we just like there were times, you know, like, Mm. uh, It was like so difficult to even go for the day of the shoot, you know, and uh, we still would manage, wake up like really early. It was really difficult, man. It was like one of the toughest shoots. Uh, Like, I don't think I will ever have to do it again Mm. in life. It was very difficult in terms of like what we thought we'll have to achieve and with the kind of budgets we had. Because initially, whatever like producers were, they all backed off. Like we didn't know what to do about it so we're just like waiting for producers to come on board yeah but all the, the everyone in the team like they all st- stuck together and the most important was Ritika, the lead yes she was she was so inspiring in the set like I can't even mm. tell you she she used to act so well because shes be a different personality Great and acting. on the camera you see her see her like there are times when I'm crying and shooting her like mm-hmm. literally, I'm crying and shooting. My camera is shaking. So she would inspire us to go like one more day, one more day, one more day. So I think like that kind of an inspiration like drives us like really hard, man. And I think toughest was like Kian Cosmos, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I think Kolmes was something that we were trying to can completely. Me and Dar, mm-hmm. Dar and we mm-hmm. like for like there was one schedule where we said, you know what, we are not ready. We don't want to shoot Kolmes. Mm-hmm. And Deer and Deer called us. He said, guys, listen to me. You guys stop worrying. You guys are thinking too much, because we didn't know that we could do cold mist at that time. You know, because Mm -hmm. we were shooting on 16mm film, and our actors, like whatever we were seeing, we were not sure about the actors. We're like, I don't think they'll be able to pull this off, because Mm -hmm. if they don't perform well, we got nothing. So me and Dar, we were like, (laughs) like let's not do it. Let's not do it. And luckily, Jim fell sick and we had to postpone the shoot for like 15 days. And in the meantime, we got so much time to do the prep. We got, we got so much time to do permissions. We got so much time to do like clothes, everything. And then Deer said, guys, you first Deer initially said, you know what? Don't do it. Let's yeah. not do it. Why to?" And then he comes to the point. Like, if you both decide today, we can do it, bro. We can do it. And then we did like, we, like, we thanked Deer for that all the time, you know.
0: Wonderful. Who's your dream director to work with in terms of global or India? Someone who will fit with your style of filming in a sense.
1: Man, as of now, I don't have any like out of mind, but probably, uh, I don't know man. I Mm. wouldn't like, see, I wouldn't know, right? Like, because you can say, oh, Christopher Nolan right now, but like you go to the set and you don't feel like, oh shit, like it's nothing about, it's nothing about what I thought because, uh, Man, like I like the bigger and bigger the project becomes. Like, say for example, the more number of people come Mm. in, the more number of creative people come in the project. Mm -hmm. It is very less of your product. Like, say for example, yeah, like say as a cinematographer, you can only do this much, right? Like, and if you if a team, the entire team is only seeing you as a cinematographer, I don't think you'll be able to give so much also to the project. Mm. And that's where I think if I If I want to grow, I want to grow with our team. Like, say for example, Mm -hmm. like someone like Sudiptoh, I'm short with Kian Cosmos or with like Deerandar, where I create like something with them because here I have a say and I know whatever I want to create, I can grow with them. And they understand my vision. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, man, I think my dream team would be the team that I am in right now. Yeah.
0: Right, And in my yeah. opinion, I think you would totally fit in a Chaitanya Tamanes movie, right? The guy who made the court, right? Yeah, that, I love like yeah. yeah, that very well might have been shot by you. I just, it looks so uncannily similar. <laughs> May not be in terms of its color palettes, but in terms of its just No, no, man, framing, honestly, I, I love and...
1: that film and I mm. love the cinematography of the film. And like mm. it. I've been great working with Chaitanya Taman for sure, but I don't want to like take any respect out of the guy who already did it, right? Like, he did amazing, you know? He just
0: did a perfect job, yeah. Right. I'm just trying to connect, like, 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 your style and the director that will, like, go with your style. I mean, I don't know if you have seen his other short film about Darjeeling Tea Plantation by any
1: That's one of my favorite... Ooh. That's one of my favorite films all time. Like the old lady's voice, the closer, the texture of like how she's taking the sip. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite short films ever. And I can't believe you watched it though. I don't know how you got the links and all.
0: I, I, love, I had to see. It, it's on Vimeo, I guess. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, if it was any, on Vimeo uh... and it
1: was on his personal thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah i no i because when i was going through his because i have this weird habit when i when i watch a movie i totally read about it after watching a movie right his wikipedia page the director's wikipedia page the actors everything and i was reading his wikipedia page Amazing. and i found this short film and i'm like okay let's watch the short film i was i was blown away can you believe it that guy made that short film at the age of 24 25 it's mad it's exactly. mental right so
1: i think one of my Really good friends like Shraddha, she actually shared it to me. I was like blown away, dude. What am I doing in life? I still remember it was like way before Namdeva or anything. And I was like, what a guy, man, amazing! But that's what I know. Like, say you, how you are connecting, like, Chetanya, like, guy, and then me, like, they have to look into a cinematographer and say, oh, he will fit -mm 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 -mm
0: -mm 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 like what I
1: want to shoot, right? Like, that's how we bring in this collaboration, I think. That's where, man, it takes time to get like really mm-hmm. right
0: people. To, mm-hmm. like, and uh, one more director yeah. that will totally fit with your style is this guy called uh, Dennis Villeneuve or what was his name? The guy who shot, the guy who made the Sicario, Prisoners, Arrival, uh, oh. Blade Runner 2. Do you know that guy? Yeah. Have you seen the, yeah, his movies? He's, um,
1: yeah, he's amazing, dude, of course. And I
0: think oh, you're, I I, if if he works with you, it fits. That That is one more imagination that I have in man, my mind. That's
1: huge. That's huge, dude. Like, honestly, uh, you're saying some amazing stuff, man. I
0: can't you. Yeah. Really thank you. Man. I, no, no problem. I, yeah. I, I, it's like, yeah, obviously, like you won't fit with Spielberg per se because his style is different. But I just have this few things like having watched your work all these years, right? I just have this few names that kind of stuck to my mind, which will suit your uh, style of work. But tell me something. When did you realize, I mean, I've been talking so much about filmmaking all this time and I just, I'm feeling so pumped up to, you know, go out there myself and make something, but I want to, I want to break, take a break from that and just ask you, when did you feel that you wanted to do this, right? When did you figure this out, right? When did you figure like, you know, nine to five is not my thing. Was it always uh, like this in the school? When was your breakthrough, like kind of Buddha under the tree moment?
1: <laughs> I never had a Buddha tree moment, but for sure, definitely. I, uh i knew man i i always like one thing it'll be really sad to say i I'll, I'll always i always knew uh, that i would be a filmmaker no yeah. i wouldn't know but i i always knew that i didn't want to do a nine-to-five job because yeah. i got like selected in like Infosys i got selected in like from my college mm. i was college stopper like you you guys don't know one more thing about me is that I became really studious when I went to college and I was college topper. So I I went to college. I got like uh, Infosys and I got one more company, which Mm. like they wanted to take me as an accountant, Mm. which I said no to directly. Mm. And then I wanted to pursue something more because I knew I wasn't like, I wasn't made for it. You know, I wasn't Mm. like, it's very wrong to say I wasn't made for it. It's just that I, like, I wouldn't do well, man. I'll be mm. like a really bad, bad accountant sitting and doing the same job every day. Mm. Because I wouldn't... Like, even then, I would have put summer creativity and did something, you know. But I would definitely, like, not fit that well. Mm. Uh, but, man, I think uh, during during that time, after like after my degree, I was doing post-grad in Delhi. And that's where I met, like, these amazing artists, like, named... Uh, Kshitij and Niharika. Kshitij is, like, was the first photographer I met in uh, Delhi who passed away, who died. Mm. And then uh, he died in an accident uh, at the age of 20, imagine. Uh, he was 20 when he passed away. And mm. I met Niharika and they were like, they were few friends of mine. And then I used to look up to them and I learned more photography filmmaking. And then there was this thing called IBBO. I don't know if you know. So right. they... <laughs> me and asked me like if you if I want to take a modeling contract and stuff and then I went on modeling mm. and then from there but nowhere I was like I was stopping there and just checking on myself and saying oh am I doing the right thing or am mm. I going in the right path or anything never because I always knew like in, like in the end I want to make films <laughs> but whatever way I take you know mm. whatever path I take uh but thanks to uh, Dheeran Darya, whom I met in Bombay, was like a real moment where I knew that I could do cinematography and do well, you know,
0: mm. and
1: I could apply and do things, yes.
0: And, uh, and it's just it's just surreal to me because you come from the hometown that I come from, Tirupati, which was not really a big town back then, apart from the pilgrimage fame that it had. How did you even get exposure to all the art that inspired you, the cinema that inspired you? And it's just, you know, you should have a circle, right? Because luckily, because I had a very film geeky circle, right? That circle was the reason why I, you know, ended up watching all these movies that, you know, that really uh, captured my imagination, yes. right? Who or what taught you to dream big? Coming from that little town that we come from, in that sense, right? So because it just surreal right? you you went you went from KV to Delhi to Bombay. Now you are filming with Red Twist. And you're you're filming with Swastika Mukherjee. From there to there, right? Something must have influenced your wiring in your head, right? What what was that? Who taught you so, to dream? Like big?
1: like you said, it was so important to have that kind of people, right? Like and mm. also, man, I'll be very honest. I'm over ambitious. Even today, when you're taking these names, you know, like like <laughs> and, like for mm. me, that's not the like end thing because I'm still today. I'm quite ambitious. I've just started up. I know mm. where I want to, and I'm not even like ten to fifteen percent of where I want to be. Wow. So. So I'm just saying, like, say for example, at the moment where, um, at the like at the time where you had people who were watching films. I remember your friends used to watch films, and then you used mm. to talk about films. You were one of those people. I did not have anyone, you know, like mm. literally. My best friends were Chandan and all these people, you know, like you know Chandan, my brother, right. so my yeah. Like, they were kids, you know, who used... so for me it was all like I was quite. Like I loved fashion, you know. I don't know Mm. how to put it. I loved fashion, like, and that was like uh, that was something that I was so interested in, and I wasn't sharing it with like a lot of people Mm. because I did not know how to put it across. Because if if I tell people that I want to be a fashion photographer, being in Tirupati, people will not even understand. They're like, oh, you're gonna open a studio, (laughs) like a corner studio where you click pictures with like, and stuff. They wouldn't even understand. So I used to see. I don't know if you know this. There's this website called lookbook.nu. Uh, mm. So I used to make friends with like friends not from Art Place, right? Like I used to make friends wow. from Delhi. So this was your Norway. old
0: uh, boomer Facebook, huh? because because in my generation oh, at please. least at least there was Facebook or good, and at least we had friends. At least we had cameras, right? In in my generation, mm-hmm. like you know, say to right, say to my friend photographer. At least yeah. I used to, I at least I have seen DSLRs in my uh, college life, right? I didn't I never I never knew there is this thing called DSLR existed in my school life, right? It must you your much elder than me. I'm not trying to make you sound old, but you're just much elder than me. You must have not seen anything. I mean, I I wonder if you had internet, for example. I'm just joking. Exactly. exactly.
1: So my this is what I was going to tell you. Mm. Uh, So I remember like I love photography, right? But Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to tell my parents that I like photography. Mm. So I can't like explain them. Like say, oh, I like photography. So, you know, uh, there was this book called uh, Better Photography, if you know. Mm. know, have you Okay. Like no. now I don't even, like, I don't even look up to it anymore. Right. You know, like it was better photography. And I only used to get the, uh, get a copy in Chennai, not mm. even in Tirupati. Mm. So I used to take one book and see it for like hours together. Like each photo I used yeah, to see. The pre-
0: we, we are talking about 2005, 2004, right? 2003. 2003, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2003. Yeah. And people should remember that desperate lack of information right right now we are so spoiled oh my god talk about being spoiled right now with information right back then i mean for my my only window to the world was like newspaper tv that's it i don't know about anything else
1: yeah man it was it was quite difficult for me also because uh, like people used to uh, like people used to merge like a mix fashion with porn you know back then you know people used to watch ftv for I- like <laughs> like pawns. yes bro. you know what I mean yes but, and then I used to go through these websites and then when people were like like at my place I think we bought computer the first like in our whole colony we had the first computer in our colony wow. and I was in like class six and then that sure. uh, I still remember I had Adobe Photoshop 2.0 pirated version which I used to like change backgrounds of
0: no way. Photos
1: that I used to like wow. I used to take people's cameras because i did not have a camera i used to like take camera from one of my friends his name is dinesh or something i used to take uh, his camera and i used to click pictures mm. change the backgrounds do photoshop all that and then i used to check these uh, websites called lookbook.nu and 120 mm. kbps per second like imagine the speed <laughs> 128 and i used to wait like 20 minutes to just see one photo like imagine that life. Yeah, And from there, and videos don't even like, don't
0: even like, oh my God, think of it. Y- like you yeah. have, you want to watch a movie, just wait for 24 hours to download it.
1: Yeah, man. It was very difficult for me, but that's what, no, I think I was like, I was never uh, cutting that thread out because I still remember mm-hmm. speaking to you when I was in Delhi like i i remember speaking to setu also when i was in delhi and he was constantly saying bro i am going to like work for a while and then and then i'll do photography because it's expensive and i said you know what like you don't dive in like that setu you need mm. to dive all together because when i when i took a took a stance at like say 24 to just mm. or like 23 to do something right from zero Obviously, it's going to be so scary, man, because what will you do at the age of 23? And then what if you fail, you know? And it took so much time. It's not like a one-day thing, right? Like 24 Mm. to 34, it took 10 years for me to like even be where I am, you know? So I think that, yeah, I think, and that was very important time where I was persistent and I was ambitious and I was quite ambitious and I'm never looking up to things, right? Like say, for example, whatever work I've done, I don't look up to it. I still know where I can go, and I think that's wow. the only way I ahead, man, for me.
0: And talk about some reality, right? How persistent you have to be, how consistent you have to be, how relentless you have to be. I mean, there is. Is so there a... in
1: lockdown? I like. I had to not do a Dharma project. Uh, in lockdown, I lost like two because I was busy with my uh, father. My father was in that well. So I had to do so many things. Like I was like constantly, I'm like rejecting things. I don't like things which are like huge, which can be like straight entry for me to like glory and stuff. And like world will know you. But I don't want to do things like that. I want to do like, I have to, even at this point, no, I can just trade, sell myself and just go full power and just keep shooting like 20 projects a year, Mm. which will make me do earn stuff, whatever. But Mm. I still want to take the path where I know man, and I've always believed in where I know if I have to be consistent and persistent and do stuff that I believe in.
0: Where, where is that path taking you? Where do you think you want to go, right? What is your ceiling? What is your sky?
1: Man, I think absolutely. Like right now, I just have no, no clue. Like At this point, my mm. only goal is I have a shoot on 11th and I need to know, like spend so much time on that. And right. do what all I need to do for mm. preparing for it and mm. do a good job with it. Because now I'm like in February, I'm shooting with an Australian director. And then uh, this project, what I'm doing is for the director from the US. Mm. And then after that, whatever comes in my way. So I think I'm just like literally at this point, like only focusing on doing the next job properly and just not, not have a ceiling as such, because I don't know, man, if I, if I want to like go anywhere. I really want to do the next project properly. That's all because right. I don't, man, lockdown has taught you this. Clearly there is nothing about, like, they, like you, you can't be attached to anything. Right. Absolutely. Because down the line after one, one and a half year, I keep telling my friends that maybe I don't want to do cinematography anymore. I want to like just explore, man, and see travel and stuff. Wow. Because now I have backup, right? Like I can just mm. like carry my small camera. Mm. I just bought this camera. And then just keep shooting travel images and I, I can sell images, man. Now. So I don't have to like also do something like the world thinks is the correct thing to do. Because right. I never did that. And I don't want to do.
0: Don't you want to be a director or a filmmaker, make a f- movie of your own? I really
1: don't mind. But I don't want to be a director in the sense that, oh, I want to shoot for the theaters or mm. whatever shape it takes. I'll shoot it for myself and then see what it takes. Like, where it goes like like in the lockdown i made a couple of really nice pieces like with mm-hmm. the help of Ritika pal's writing and uh my voiceover and everything i did like this thing called bird watching and then i did this like yeah, yeah, yeah. really small three minute pieces which i really love you know and uh i don't mind just going in that path and making something big and i have one script which i shouldn't say but <laughs> i'm working on let's see man and it's wow. a long-term thing yeah
0: brother here's the thing right i can just go on and on about this podcast but i just leave it to uh, the listeners and the audience to explore more about you more about your work your work is on youtube instagram all over the place all over the place imdb you google it you'll get it here's here's the thing folks i right can you before i let you go brother can you tell very quickly about your social media presence your instagram youtube facebook right, right? imdb arts right.
1: on instagram and twitter and mm-hmm. uh, facebook aditya verma arts and on youtube aditya verma with v a r m a aditya verma v a r m a
0: and a verified channel is that verified uh, if... i think no, it no, is not verified 2020 23k subs yeah just 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 23k subscribers
1: dude are you mad i know people have millions of subscribers yeah i
0: i yeah i mean every everyone looks to, looks up to someone that that's above them. That's pretty natural. But folks, what a fascinating guy! What a fascinating journey! This motor's journey. I, I I'm pretty sure. I mean, you can probably write a book somewhere down the line, right? When you're old and you know <laughs> rocking in your chair, hire a good writer and just write. Write what you went through. You know, from high school to
1: uh,
0: wow, man. Yeah, uh, Bombay. <laughs> oh, what was that? Dawood book tha? Dongri to Dubai. You you write. Dongri. K V to Kurla. <laughs> yeah, whatever That's a good one. <laughs> yeah do that brother do that there is I I don't know maybe you can you should start a biographical podcast series <laughs> like <laughs> just, you know just talk. No, honestly
1: I don't mind the podcast setup right like mm. I really don't mind podcast setup I'm actually looking to like see a couple of see I uh, this is also something that I've created which I wanted to talk about a little mm. is uh, I created this company called Earth Elements by AV which is presets and LUTs. I don't know if you have uh, paid attention.
0: Kind of. Uh, it's okay.
1: Elements by AV. And then mm. I just started this company in the lockdown. Mm. And I can't tell you the kind of people I'm meeting because of that, because it's just something randomly. I just get, because in my YouTube, everyone keeps asking me, like they tell me, oh, your colors are great. Why don't you make lookup tables? Why don't you make mm. uh, color presets and Lightroom presets and stuff? And then because I had time, I said, I'll do it and spent like two months, just like spiritually spending. And man, I can't thank uh, the thought enough because now I have like a second income, which can give me so much cushion Hmm. for me to just like, not, like I said, I can just take my small travel camera and just go around in the world and just keep shooting. And uh, things like that, no, they are very like important, like to understand, you have to give yourself cushion during Hmm. whatever you do, right? And, like, people keep asking me, you know, like, I'm going to quit my job and get into photography, I'm going to do this. I would say like, don't be radical, man. I had, at that time, I had like so much patience and I had cushion from my brother and my family. So I was pretty fine. Uh, But I don't think everybody's situation is the same. So you can't, you have to create your own cushion for you to experiment or explore life on the other dimensions. And this is something that I keep telling in my podcast. Like, you need to do that. And that's where, like, that's why I are saying uh, podcast setups, no? They're great, man. Only thing is, now, when I get back to work, there won't be time. <laughs> I yeah,
0: no, don't do it. Don't do it. It's just random. Jab karne ka man laga. Tab kar do. Just put out one Maybe episode. Maybe we should
1: come one day and we should just talk. Because I was actually. Uh, thinking to you know talk about like my how was my 2020 because from where and how it went so Mm. it was quite a great year so whenever i feel like i'll call you then maybe we can do one spot podcast
0: on my my channel hey with or or without me people will listen to you man (laughs) come on i mean just do a monologue do a series maybe you and daria should sit sit down right yeah just talk shit (laughs) just grab yeah, a coffee yeah. just don't even get started just it's like inception no you just uh, what, what, what is the dialogue in the inception you never know when the dream starts and when the dream ends so you just start a conversation and you just start recording just don't tell people right that's one of my favorite things to do like do, don't tell people when when you start recording and just talk shit just and then you don't even have to edit right it's just start and yeah just intro exit music lagado daldo it, that that will work out that will that that is what your story your your rise and your success deserves right at least like at least 10-15 episodes of of uh, worth of podcast each around 30-40 minutes that will be cool i don't know
1: thank you man thank you so much but i think you wait for my next future projects which are actually in the uh pipeline i think they will actually impress you better i think they'll be really nice ones that will come and then bro we are already okay.
0: impressed i don't know how far i don't know i'm 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 really curious how much more you can offer i'm really uh, looking forward to you, forward to it brother thank you thank you very much thank once you, again buddy. for your time folks go time, check.
1: honestly thank oh you oh my god go, so folks much, here's, here's the thing
0: here's the thing folks go to his pages go to his insta go to his youtube especially youtube you want a cinematography masterclass go there <laughs> check out Check out what he has to say. Learn a bit, right? That's his channel. Everything okay. will be in the description. Thank you once again, bro, for your time. Thank you once again, viewers and listeners, for your time listening to this podcast. Till we see you next time again. With another episode.